Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 28 of the Artful Athlete podcast. 28 already. Gosh, that's a milestone, really. Looking back to when this idea, this Artful Athlete sharing idea started, now, that nearly didn't come to be because of me stopping myself from actually sharing and voicing what I felt I needed to voice. Not because of an arch nemesis or a huge villain that would try and stop me from accomplishing what I wanted. No, 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 no. Just because of me. Of what was going on inside of me. And how it was connecting and disconnecting parts of my thought process, of my creativity, and ultimately different realms of my life. I don't know about you, but in the education I received, and was lucky to receive, of course, very often, and from a young age too, you'd be asked to say what it was you were going to do in life. It's totally normal and something that should be encouraged, of course. Otherwise, how would we discuss or even connect to our dream jobs, our ideal life? I have no issue with the principle of asking a growing and learning mind what it is they want to be someday. I have an issue with ending up making someone believe that their entire life depends on the box or label they need to choose. How careful one must be choosing that box too, because some rank higher than others in the grand scheme of things, supposedly. I have an issue with discouraging and even breaking aspirations with, on one hand, encouraging curiosity and the search of knowledge, and yet, on the other, to beat in this growing mind's head that no matter how many realms, how many languages, how many facets they discovered, nourished and developed, that they could only be defined by one. That this singular label, this unique box, had only space but for one of your aspects only. The system, the school system I knew, encouraged that behaviour. And while I am grateful for the structure, the knowledge and the experience it gave me on an educational level, I question if perhaps, crazy idea, they couldn't have shown us that life was much bigger than the box itself. It's not our education alone that enables us to grow. What about the life around it? What about the families and friends? The ups and downs, the hobbies and passions, the, the travels and explorations of the world outside and within us. The life experience. Everything, everything counts. Always. I've talked about this multiple times in earlier episodes. I'm pretty sure I first mentioned it in episode two or three. I am, we are, you are the sum of all your experiences. Why nourish the idea of the one box you have to stay in? Repairing that rift takes so much time. And it would be best if we didn't have to fill it in the first place. I have had to create bridges between the different boxes I was trying to pin myself in. Fix my own rifts. Despite all the beauty and joys that life was bringing me, I... I actually struggled defining how I should speak, act, behave, and even create because of that rift. It was one of these things that I was aware was running in the background, but I couldn't name it. I couldn't tell you how it actually felt. I just 
I just knew that whenever I connected to a practice, a job title, for lack of a better word, that I'd be giving it my all to then find out that, oh, you've done all that and gone all in, but it doesn't fill you. It doesn't feel like you. And that's, that's a killer. Because then I did beat myself up, and I did a pretty good job at that, because it meant I was behind schedule. To me, that I once again had not found my place, or a way to fit in, I guess. And so, after an episode of internal self-beating, you still call yourself the thing that you've explored, but now realise doesn't fill and fulfil you, and look for something else. I think I finally started to accept how disconnected I was back in 2018. On the 22nd of August 2018, at 9.22 in the morning, I know it's very precise, but I was looking at the clock when it happened, I officially burnt out. I burnt out at my gym during a session with my calisthenics coach and I went for a movement that had become something of a second nature, stopped myself halfway through, threw myself on the floor, turned around and everything just went. I burnt out and I did it right. I had reached a level of exhaustion I'd never encountered this far. Physically, I, I looked my best because, well, to run away from the fact that the feeling inside was telling me something was off and I needed to address it, I buried myself in my postural and calisthenics training, juggling multiple jobs, training every single day for a minimum of two hours, and let's not even mention the absolutely no fun diet I, I put myself under. I was so desperate to fit in that I ended up fighting to be someone I'm not. And in that struggle, the physical world took over and I had lost control, ultimately. I just did. The image I used at the time when I reached out to a friend, when I decided to open up, when I felt ready to open up, it was that I felt like at some point I had been standing in front of a giant mirror, but it had now exploded and shards were lying everywhere on the floor. And I knew this mirror was meant to be me. So I'd run to a shard hold on to it with my hand and say, this, this is who I am. And by saying the words, then the shard would vanish into thin air. My creativity had been a desert, a dry land with an occasional miraculous oasis every few thousand kilometers for a long time. Since 2016, to be precise. Since 2016 and the six months of abuse I received at the company I was working at, my writing was trapped, my creativity non-existent. I felt disconnected and fully incapable of giving life to anything. Back then, coming out of this abusive work situation, I reconnected to my love of video games. If you've been listening for a while, you know I do like a good video game. And for a few hours each week, I'd escape in the stories of adventurous thieves like Nathan Drake and Uncharted or travelled across fantastic countries inspired by Polish fiction with The Witcher. I ran away in someone else's creative world. I remembered how much I loved the stories of games I had played with my brothers growing up. And also I realised that this escapism was allowing me to reignite some of my imagination when I'd be on one of my walks or listening to music. It didn't fully fix it, you know, of course not. It didn't fully fix my issue, 
but it would remind me that creation had many faces and that one day I would meet a new one. All I had to do was to carry on. By carrying on experiencing life, feeding my heart with the creation of others, mine would one day come back too. And it did. It did. It really did, you know. Most of it was back in 2019. In 2019, I had summoned most of it back. By then, I had already been working on my Artful Athlete blog for a year, and I was trying to make it fit with this general idea that I had of myself and what I sought to do with my life. My old phobia of writing came to kick me in the face big time, however. I know phobia of writing when you actually write a lot for a living doesn't make much sense. But you have to understand, when I studied and then worked as a journalist, I was sharing facts, things that did not belong to me. Whenever I tried to write anything that came from my own way of seeing the world, from the depth of my imagination, my hypersensibility, my emotions, and pretty much from the depth of my heart, the pain, the physical pain I would get, it was crazy. And so each attempt I was making at writing something that came from those places, I would physically shut it down. My body would shut it down. My mind would shut it down. Why Artful Athlete? Well, I had given a lot of my time to create a healthy and satisfying relationship to movement. I enjoy moving and working with my body, and after last week's episodes, I'm sure you can understand why. But with this Artful Athlete adventure, I was also reigniting what I tried to call my art. I say tried because at the time, despite my best attempts, it was still timid, easily crushed and dismissed, as if it was unwanted when it wasn't the case. I needed it more than anything else. It was one of the biggest shards of my mirror, and I needed it back. To summon my art back and get myself back together, I literally went to all of the different pieces that made me, me. I started with my love of cooking. Boom! played around in my kitchen and I was going to write a recipe book. I was doing some more creative work. I was singing, developing plays and script projects. I tried knitting, but this was an epic fail. I played around with my guitar, focusing on songs that I liked. I took myself on artful dates and yet, and yet something was still missing. I would start writing new plays, but stopped myself from carrying on. I would start sentences, but not necessarily finish them. Words would drift off somewhere else, somewhere I did not have to see, hear, or say what they were. If someone voiced an opinion in a loud or assertive manner, I would not respond or try to share mine. In a way, I was making myself exist for others, but not for myself. And this manifested itself in many parts of my life. When you're in that state, you become the reliable one, the one people can count on. You give willingly your time, your energy for someone, for something else. But the danger of that is that you can often come out on the other side not receiving as much as you've given. It's a very sacrificial behavior. You stop yourself from expressing what it is you truly think and feel and you don't speak about it because this would break the image you've managed to maintain so far. You can try to create but you either keep what you've made locked away in a drawer when no one can ever see it, or you just entertain the idea of the concept you're creating without ever acting upon it and giving it life. And in many ways, that's called censorship, self-censorship. It's like having an invisible hand tugging at your throat and gripping a little tighter whenever you think or try to express what you truly feel. 
whenever you're in a conversation, or whenever you're working or creating. You spend time looking for the perfect sentence, and if it's not coming out straight away, you let it die out. Every part of you is contaminated, held hostage by this invisible hand. 2020 gave me plenty of time and opportunities to do the work I needed to do to finally set myself, my creation, my work and my life and my voice fully free. It wasn't a walk in the park and it was bloody painful. To think that it's yourself, your thought system that pushes you to renounce parts of who you are. It's messed up, isn't it? And yet it makes perfect sense. We are the sum of all we experience, of all we see, hear, live, share. Anything can trigger this censorship mechanism. But there is a way to reassure the mind, to invite yourself, your real self, back into your relationships, your creations and your life. There are countless examples around us, closer than we think. And this summer, this podcast idea that I had been toying around with for the past couple of years finally came to be because I gave myself permission to voice what I needed to voice, what I can share, because I have seen the benefits of sharing, because I have seen the benefits of sharing this knowledge that I've gathered along the way through my trainings, through my discoveries and experiences. I suppose what I wanted to say with this episode is that whether it's a burnout, a form of abuse, an illness or a paralysis, an imposed belief that got you to this state, there is a way out. And the secret is to play around, to set yourself free and to dare dream of a clean slate. And it's never too late to start afresh. This episode was slightly longer than I anticipated, but it felt necessary to take the time and let my own voice and thoughts be heard. Quick reminder before signing off that the second breath video for The Lodge Space is up on their Instagram. There's another two to go, so don't miss out and give yourself the gift of six, seven minutes of breathing to keep the nasty stress at bay and come back to yourself, come back to your senses. Next week, we're coming to part three of our Discovering Your Voice series. I'm cooking up some surprises for you for the next few months, and I'm pretty excited about it. I'll tell you about it next week. Meanwhile, enjoy the snow and the rest of your week, and I'll speak to you soon. <laughs>